It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hi, everybody. Today's podcast is brought to you by New Works Plumbing of Sacramento. Locally owned for over 20 years, New Works has a fix for you. For your plumbing needs and repairs, just go to newworksplumbing.com. That's N-E-W-W-R-X plumbing.com. And if you happen to have an emergency in the middle of the night, no problem. New Works will be there with their 24-7 service. For all of your plumbing needs and repairs, that's newworksplumbing.com. N-E-W-W-R-X plumbing.com. Welcome to November and welcome to a world where Kyrie Irving once again puts himself on all of the headlines and not only sports pages but news pages across America. Now I have talked about Kyrie Irving a lot over the last couple of years particularly on this forum and on my rants on my listen app shows Uh, I don't understand how anyone roots for Irving. I've made that very clear, and I've talked about this for several years now. I don't understand it. I really don't. Here's something else I do not understand. Let me preface this by saying I don't care whether you're a liberal or conservative. It makes absolutely no difference to me. I have friends that are very liberal, and I have friends that are staunch conservatives. Doesn't matter to me. Okay, it does not affect my friendship with them. Yes, there are things that I disagree with in how they think and what they believe in, but it doesn't affect my friendship with them. Doesn't mean I'm not going to go golfing with them and spend time with them. Doesn't mean I'm not inviting them over when I have a party. Doesn't mean that I am any less fond of them because of their political beliefs. And if you are one of those that arrange your friends based on who they vote for, then I just say shame on you, all right? That's really sad. I don't understand that. I've never understood that, and I, I, won't, I won't ever live my life like that, okay? We live in America. You're free to vote for whomever you want. If you want to be liberal, you're liberal. You want to be conservative, be conservative, okay? The thing I don't understand is how there are so many people that refuse to even have dialogue about things that they don't agree with. They don't even want to attempt to look at the other side of the equation because they are so dug in in what they believe in that they don't even want to get involved in what you would call 
constructive conversation. That I don't understand. But hate to me is hate. And I always talk about Mitch Album of the Detroit Free Press and what he wrote three summers ago after the anti-Semitic comments by Deshaun Watts or Deshaun Jackson, then of the Philadelphia Eagles. Album wrote, you cannot be selective with your noise, not against hate. Why are we still so selective with our noise against hate? You know, if we keep this to just sports, you know, to me, LeBron James is the biggest culprit of this. LeBron James is a hypocrite. LeBron James lives his life by double standards, and he is so selective with his noise against hate that it has turned me off to him, that I have completely lost respect for him as an individual. I just can't look at LeBron James with respect based on how callous and how irresponsible he has been on social media and the fact that he is so selective with his noise against hate. Kyrie Irving, on the other hand, I don't really know what to make of Kyrie Irving. He continues to put himself in these situations, and it is mind-boggling to me. It is really mind-boggling to me. I'm going to read a couple of excerpts from those in the national media that have weighed in on Kyrie Irving. This is Howard Beck of Sports Illustrated, SI.com, and he wrote a long story about Irving and some of his misgivings and what were some of the worst things you could say about Irving leading up to this point. He goes and writes, Now the worst you could say is that Kyrie Irving deliberately promoted an anti-Semitic film, repeatedly defended that choice, steadfastly refused to apologize, and dismissed anyone who raised concerns, including his team, the NBA, and the Anti-Defamation League. And based on all of that, you could justifiably say much worse about him, and it would be hard to refute any of it. Beck goes on and writes, the film Irving tweeted about last week, which we won't name here, leaves no ambiguity about its own viewpoint, trafficking in countless anti-Semitic tropes, in parentheses per Rolling Stone, that Jews control the media and banking, that Jews were responsible for slavery, that Jews created anti-black racism, and on and on, drawing on fabricated quotes that have been a staple of anti-Semitic propaganda for decades. Rich Eisen, you watch him on the NFL Network, maybe listen to the Rich Eisen show or watch his show. He wrote this in response to Kyrie Irving's stance, quote, you're dehumanizing me, Kyrie. I'm a Jewish man, descendant of people who died in gas chambers and got incinerated by Nazis. You're dehumanizing me by putting on your platform a book and movie that is filled with anti-Semitic tropes that are designed or eventually lead to the dehumanization of me and my children and my ancestors who died because they were Jewish. It's not funny. And I can't believe I have to tell someone from Duke who's clearly smart enough to know you're not promoting it with a tour, but when you put it in front of 4 million people who might not have known about it, you're promoting it. You're giving it your platform. The NBA on October 29th, just a couple of days ago, released this statement. Hate speech of any kind is unacceptable and runs counter to the NBA's values of equality, 
inclusion, and respect. We believe we all have a role to play in ensuring such words or ideas, including anti-Semitic ones, are challenged and refuted, and we will continue working with all members of the NBA community to ensure that everyone understands the impact of their words and actions. Let me translate that statement to you. Bullshit. That's what that statement is. The NBA is too afraid to mention Kyrie Irving by name, right? They're too afraid to talk about their double standards and their hypocritical ways when it comes to hate speech. They didn't say anything when LeBron James put out a tweet of a Columbus police officer who had shot a young lady who was getting ready to stab an individual standing next to her. And LeBron James put a tweet out of the police officer saying, you're next, okay? That hateful tweet was ignored by the NBA. That's just one of many, many, many examples. Yet the NBA had no problem suspending Myers Leonard for a week from the Miami Heat after he was playing a video game on the internet and uttered a slur that was an anti-Semitic slur. He was suspended. He was then traded from Miami to Oklahoma City, where he was subsequently released, and he is out of the league, even though he is a quality NBA player and no doubt could be helping a team currently in the National Basketball Association. But no problem. You know, the NBA wants to release their obligatory, woke, bullshit statement without mentioning Kyrie Irving's name. It's just a joke. It's just an absolute joke. This whole thing is despicable. And again, I don't care what your political agenda is. I don't care what your political platform is because this isn't about politics. This isn't about whether you're a liberal or you're a conservative. This is about what's right and what is wrong. And you know what else is a problem? You can't be selective with your noise, not against hate. You know what bothers me about this whole thing? is that the only people that I'm really hearing about and reading about are those that are Jewish. Howard Beck, Rich Eisen. Why is it that I can't hear from a Catholic on this subject? Why is it that I can't hear from a Muslim on this subject? Why is it that I can't hear from both Democrats and Republicans on this subject? Why is it that we are so selective with our noise against hate? I don't understand that. Ian O'Connor of the New York Post wrote a long column on Kyrie Irving after someone said that he was receiving a bad rap. And Ian said at the end of his story, if so, Kyrie Irving gave himself that rap. He could have been a king of kings in this town and instead made a mockery of the very thought. Kyrie Irving is a disgrace, in my opinion. I have said that for years. I've said that I don't understand how anyone roots for him. I really don't. I don't understand how any mom or dad, aunt or uncle, or whatever the case may be, would really want their son or daughter to walk around with a Kyrie Irving jersey. I would be appalled if I had a little one and they wanted a Kyrie Irving jersey, and I would do everything in my power to educate that individual, that's not the jersey that you want to wear. You do not want to promote Kyrie Irving. Not to mention that in New York, which is an extremely large Jewish population, you know, he goes out and plays, no suspension, no fine. The owner 
of the Brooklyn Nets, Josiah, released a statement condemning what Kyrie had to say and that they needed to work together and they needed to talk. And then Steve Nash was asked about this after the game last night, or I should say he mentioned this prior to the game when he was asked about Irving. Quote, I just hope that we all go through this together. There's always an opportunity for us to grow and understand new perspectives. Really, we got to understand new perspectives based on what Kyrie Irving believes in? I don't think so. Nash then said, I think the organization is trying to take that stance where we can communicate through this and try to all come out in a better position and both more understanding and more empathy for every side of this debate and situation. Really, every side of this debate and situation, we have to learn every side of anti-Semitic comments. Seriously, that's what we have to do, Steve Nash. Nash said it, quote, certainly helps that Irving has deleted his post on social media. Then he was asked about the quote-unquote ongoing conversation. Nash says, I haven't been a part of those internal talks, to be honest. I'm just coaching and preparing the team, but I know that they're working at that constantly. Once again, you got to work constantly with Kyrie Irving and what he does in a public forum, with the media, in his private life, it's just hard to believe. By the way, a group of eight men and women were sitting courtside last night at the game wearing T-shirts that said, fight anti-Semitism. How about that? One of the season ticket holders was interviewed at halftime by ESPN. The individual said, quote, we felt that the Nets did not condemn an anti-Semite in their ranks. And we wanted to show love. We're still Nets fans. And we love the team. But they should reprimand Kyrie because he's full of hate. We're full of love. Hopefully he'll come around on the other side. The season ticket holder said he does not believe the Nets have done enough in the wake of Kyrie Irving's post-game press conference on Saturday night in which he defended his statements. I keep on talking about this. I don't understand why we only want to hear from those of Jewish faith. It's the same thing when we talk about racism in America. And for whatever reason, we want to go and interview people that are African-American and people of color. I'll share a story with you. During February, Black History Month, on the TV games, every game we used to run a little video and we would promote a aspect of Black History Month. And Marty McNeil back then, who was an absolute dear friend of mine, worked for the Sacramento Bee. And this was a long time ago. But they asked Marty McNeil to voice the video clips that we showed in the middle of the game. And I never understood that. Like, why do we have to go to a person of color to narrate a video that we're showing in Black History Month. Yeah, I, I didn't understand that. Uh, it's like, wh- why? You know, I mean, uh, we're, we're trying to educate and we're trying to inform, but because it's Black History Month, we have to have a person of color narrate the video. 
I mean, if I had narrated it or Derek Dickey, who was my analyst back then, who also is a person of color, like, would it have a different meaning? The fact that Marty McNeil of the Sacramento Bee, who was African-American, had to narrate the video. And again, the decision was somebody in our production team that thought that would be a good idea. Why? Because they're trying to be politically correct. Everything has to do with being politically correct. Politically correct this, politically correct that. I'm so tired of it. You know, the NBA statement that I read is just so nonsense, so typical of the NBA and their hypocrisy and their double standards. You know, let's not mention Kyrie Irving by name. Let's stay away from what's going on in China with the Uyghur labor camps, but no problem with China promoting and airing our games, and we'll go play basketball games over there, but we'll just make believe that that hate against the Uyghurs, that doesn't exist, and we can go on and on and on with the NBA. Again, they put out a politically correct, woke statement just to say, hey, we're on top of this, and we believe in equality, and we believe in this, and we believe in that, but well, we're not going to call out Kyrie Irving, but we'll suspend Myers Leonard for a week, and he's now out of the league. Yep, that's how we operate, because we are a hypocritical league. Nope, we're going to ignore everything that's going on in a country where we do billions and billions and billions and billions of dollars of business with. We're not going to even mention the Uyghur labor camps. Oh, no, we can't go there. Yeah, I know it's hate. Yeah, I know it's bad. Yeah, I know it's an atrocity, but that's going to hurt our bottom line. So that hate, that's okay in our eyes. But we can't have a player in our league making anti-Semitic statements based on a movie having so many people condemn him, have our public PR nightmare that's going on, we have to put out a statement because we need to be politically correct. But we got to be careful. We can't mention the individual's name. No, we can't mention Kyrie Irving's name. We just got to put out a ridiculously absurd statement. Let me read the statement one more time by the NBA. Hate speech of any kind is unacceptable and runs counter to the NBA's values of equality, inclusion, and respect. We believe we all have a role to play in ensuring such words or ideas, including anti-Semitic ones, are challenged and refuted, and we will continue working with all members of the NBA community to ensure that everyone understands the impact of their words and actions. Well, I bet you Myers Leonard understands the impact of his anti-Semitic word, and his action while playing a video game over the internet. His anti-Semitic word cost him his job. He was suspended for a week, and he's out of the league. What about Kyrie Irving? Because you said words and actions. That's just okay with you? Double standards? Hypocrisy much? We can go on and on and on. What about the actions of the most marketable player, In your league, LeBron James and his callous, very selective with his noise tweets that he puts out on many occasions. What about those actions? You okay with that? You okay with hate speech attacking a law enforcement officer in Columbus, Ohio? Is that okay under the guidelines of what you can and cannot do as a player in the NBA? Hey, NBA, selective with your noise much? Again, 
there are so many examples to use in this so-called debate. But that's the point that I'm trying to make. This isn't really debatable. This is awful. And this individual, Kyrie Irving, should be ashamed of himself, but doesn't seem to have any remorse, doesn't seem to truly care. He speaks out of both sides of his mouth, and this story just goes on and on and on. You have Steve Nash, who's in an impossible situation coaching that team. You have the New York media. You have an individual in Irving, and you have to ask yourself, what's next? Because we all know when it comes to Irving, there's an always what's next. In one word, awful. Just awful. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Stress. We all have it to a degree, big, small, but I think you can agree we all carry around different stressors. Most of you know what I've gone through the last four years, complete career change, moving across the country, filing a lawsuit, being in the news often, dealing with all of that, trust me, has not been easy. And if you keep things bottled up, it can really have a negative impact on your life. Therapy is a safe space. You get things off your chest. You can figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills. You can set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. And you know what, folks? It's not just for those who have experienced major trauma. Hey, if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's online. It's easy, convenient, flexible, and it's suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. Switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash grant today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash grant. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Let's now get to our CrowdUltra Q&A. Just go to CrowdUltra.com and maybe I'll answer your question on my next podcast. Matt wants to know, do I believe the new story about Mike Evans giving the refs his number? And if so, is it worse than an autograph? No, I don't have a problem with that at all. None, none whatsoever. We're talking about human beings here, all right? If we're talking about golf, if we're talking about something that has absolutely nothing to do with the game of football, you know, I have no issue with that personally. Aaron asked, do you agree with Bo Jackson saying that Major League Baseball has a brighter future than the NFL? <laughs> no, I do not agree with Bo at all. Martin wants to know, what's your take on Pete Carroll's comments that the field surfaces are causing more injuries? I think he's spot on. I mean, it's been, I don't want to know if it's been proven, but the stats don't lie. And I think uh, many coaches feel the way that Pete Carroll does. Absolutely, Martin. Very good question. Alec asks, are you surprised that Aaron Boone is returning next season? I am. I wouldn't have him back, and I wouldn't have Brian Cashman back. Makes absolutely no sense to me. Dan wants to know, who's the biggest X factor in the World Series? Well, I picked Houston, Dan. To win the World Series, Game 3 was postponed until tonight. 
And I think that Justin Verlander has got to win his next start for the Houston Astros to win this World Series. Sam wants to know, where, when you were announcing for the Kings, did you ever ask a player for their autograph? Yes, I did. Uh, not recently, but over the holidays, I would always have close friends, relatives asking if they could get this, uh, always a jersey, never a ball, or very rarely a ball sometimes. But when the Kings were good in the early 2000s, I did. I would go up to players that, you know, Chris Weber. I would go up to him. He would sign ball or a shirt for me, Vladdy, Peja. I mean, they understood. And I would say, hey, man, I'm sorry to ask you, but I'm doing this for a friend. They understood. They get it. That happens probably in every organization. Didn't like doing it, but yes, I did do that. Not a lot, uh, but generally it was always over the holidays. Or if there was an individual that was dealing with a difficult situation, uh, lost a loved one, was going through cancer, you know, things of that nature, then yes. And I would explain to the player why I was asking them. And they understood. They understood. Chase wants to know, will Brady and or Rodgers retire if their whole season goes bad? I could see Tom Brady retiring. I would be surprised, Chase, if Aaron Rodgers retires. All right, Josh wants to know, have you watched any NASCAR or F1 this year? I have watched F1. Uh, I watched uh, the uh, race in Singapore. I watched the race in Japan. I watched a few others. Uh, I like watching the F1. I think it's fun. I don't really enjoy watching NASCAR anymore i do like watching f1 i think it's an amazing circuit uh, and so i'll watch it from time to time absolutely thank you very much for that question colin wants to know were you initially a fan of the giants hiring brian dable colin i didn't know much about brian dable i wasn't a fan and i wasn't against it in other words it didn't matter to me i was fine with the decision that they made was just hoping that it would work out i never could have imagined that it's worked out as well as it has now i would say that he came with a lot of people that praised the giants for hiring him and the general manager jim shane so i was happy to read all the positive reviews before he ever stepped into the building cameron wants to know would you bench matt ryan you know cameron Frank Reich and the coaching staff, they, they know a lot more what's going on in that organization than I do. Based on what I had been watching, I didn't have a problem with it. But there's always more to meets the eye here, Cameron, behind the scenes. All right? Brendan wants to know any good Halloween stories or memories. Well, Brendan, when I was a kid, UNICEF was a big part of Halloween. And I'm really sorry that it has gone by the wayside because we would trick-or-treat for UNICEF. And at school, they would hand out orange cartons for UNICEF. And when we went out trick-or-treating, we also would say, trick-or-treat for UNICEF. And people would put in a penny or two pennies or five pennies or ten. And I remember a couple of times my brother went out trick-or-treating and didn't want any candy. He just was going out for UNICEF. And my dad and mom would always double the amount that we raised. And then the next day, we would take our UNICEF boxes filled with the money to school and all the money would go to UNICEF. So that's what I remember about Halloween as a kid. Obviously, when I went out with my boys, there was another story that I'll always remember. I walked up to a neighbor's house in El Dorado Hills with my two boys who were probably three and five at the time. 
And I rang the doorbell, and the man comes to the door with his wife, and I remember his name still. His name was Garth. And Garth starts tearing up. He starts, like, getting emotional and starts crying. And he says to me, cherish these memories because they'll be over before you realize it. And I I have never, ever forgotten the kids ringing his doorbell and Garth and his wife coming up and Garth getting emotional and tears coming down his face. And when he told me that, that stuck with me. And now later in life, I reflect back on that and he's 100% correct. It goes so fast, even when you're going through the tough times. And listen, being a parent is not easy. We all know that. But it will be over before you know it, and your kids are going to be out of the house. And it goes just like that. So that will always stick out with me, Brendan. That will always, always be ingrained in my mind. Logan wants to know, has Bryce Harper paid off for the Phillies? Yeah, so far, I would say, based on this season, Yes, he has. Rob asked if I'm going to any Bama games this season. I'm not able to make it this year. I am planning on going next year, Rob. I am planning on going this year. Zach wants to know, isn't it crazy people are already saying Doc Rivers should be fired? Nope, it's not crazy at all, Zach. We live in a crazy world. Sports world is nuts. The real world is nuts. No. No, it's not. Jake wants to know, how many teams do you think are trying to tank for Wembyama? None. Why would you tank? You only have a 14% chance of getting the first pick. It doesn't make sense to me, Jake. Why tank for a 14% chance to get the number one pick? Colby wants to know how long until Westbrook is traded. Colby, again, the question is who wants Russell Westbrook and the contract? So I'm skeptical of that happening. I really am. Again, just go to crowdultra.com and just maybe I'll answer your question on my next podcast. It's time for Today's rant is brought to you by Zoom 180. You ask, well, gee, what is Zoom 180? Well, Zoom 180 is going to be a revolutionary flashlight that when you see it, you're going to go, Napes, how do I get my hands on that? You will be blown away. It is in production as we speak. It's a flashlight that you don't have to point in the direction you're going. Once you turn it on, it will illuminate 180 degrees in front of you and the depth of field will knock your socks off. It's incredible. Zoom 180 will be available in the near future. Once you see it, you're going to want one. Trust me. Zoom 180 will be on the market before you know it. You know what I've realized more so in the last couple of months than in the previous couple of years is how important the wide receiver position is in the National Football League. Go look at the Arizona Cardinals last year before and after DeAndre Hopkins, right? Go look at the Cincinnati Bengals and what they looked like last night in their dismal offensive performance without their stud wide receiver, Jamar Chase. Maybe take a drive to Green Bay, Wisconsin and ask Aaron Rodgers how life has been without Devontae Adams. Kind of mystifying that Derek Carr has not been able to utilize Adams the way the Raiders had anticipated. But the Packers offense... They don't look anything like the offense that we saw last year and the years previously now that Rodgers doesn't have Adams to throw to. Uh, The wide receiver position in the National Football League put it right up there with maybe the most important position outside of quarterback on the field. 
I just used a couple of examples. Take the number one receiver off the field, and it changes the offense greatly, more so than I thought. I mean, listen, I understand that having a stud-wide receiver is advantageous, but when you take that guy off the field and your offense comes to a screeching halt, and the examples that I just used, it tells me if you're going to go far in the National Football League, it's good to have one of those guys, all right? Because if you don't, you may not be going to the podium in February. And that's my rant for today. And that is my podcast for today. Hope you have a fabulous day. Don't forget, tomorrow, 3 o'clock Pacific, Jerry Reynolds on my YouTube live show, If You Don't Like That, with Grant Napier. So long, everybody, and thanks so much for listening. Bye-bye. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.